This is So Far So Rare, a podcast about all things so rare, brought to you by 1.37pm. Okay, this week was very busy. I talked to Coutinho, aka So Rare Memes, the funniest So Rare Twitter account there is in my opinion. There was obviously the limited cards we had to talk about. We talked about the special weeklies, fantasy football scout, Monaco cards, there's a bit of a spoiler, the block button, and the list goes on. There was just too much. Um, another big result in the 137 game from our guest from last week. And yeah, I hope you enjoy the episode. It was a great chat. And there's there's another bonus for you, actually. Uh, Continue sounds exactly like me, so you'll enjoy that as well. Um, I hope you enjoy the episode. So, Phil, oh jeez, no, wait there, give me a second, what am I going to say here, I have to think of something funny with our, our accents, um, ah, fuck it, I don't know, I'll just go for it, alright, Phil, what is the crack? Well, John, how's it going, it's a pleasure to be on. No, no, it's great to have you, it's, it, there's not many, well, do you know what, it's funny, we were talking about this beforehand, you think there wouldn't be many people who talk like us on So Rare, but I already know of at least three, probably yeah. four, who are from the north, um, so yeah, everyone who, who compliments my accent, there was definitely someone recently who was watching the videos, getting involved, maybe he's transitioned over to the podcast, he told me it's great because he's listening to the the podcasts and whatever, and his girlfriend's in the background listening, and she loves the accent, so mm. she's got double trouble today. Yeah, there we go. One of the sexiest <laughs> accents in the world, I believe. Jimmy Dornan, do you know what I mean? Yeah. He, he did us a lot of favours there. But anyway, Phil, so you've been manager of Big Dave FC since the 1st of March 21. Looking at your gallery, it's very Asia-based. Big Dave is, Bolthouse, yeah. I believe, is is the, the name. He's the um, linchpin in the middle of that. That's it, yeah. So you're also known as Catinho or So Rare Memes. You put out some fire memes on Twitter that definitely make people laugh. Um you need to start putting out some about the podcast, but we'll talk about that later. And yeah, do you want to give people a quick summary of your kind of time on So Rare over the last four, it's been five months or so now? Yeah, so I found So Rare around the start of March. Um, I was sitting, as you do, working from home, bored out of my head, thinking surely there's more to life than this. Surely I can get paid <laughs> for doing nothing. And i seen Gary V tweet about So Rare, or put an Instagram post about So Rare, sorry. So I... Uh, I jumped straight on and checked it out. And from the moment I seen that it was a platform that I didn't know I knew, but I needed, but I, I really needed it. So joined straight away, seeing how high the prices were, um, said mm-hmm. to myself, right, this is very expensive. So I'm going to give this a little while until the prices come down. But then about two later, two hours later, completely FOMO'd into it and <laughs> spent about 500 quid on the NP agents. <laughs> that's how i started my journey anyway <laughs> very good and did you have any sort of background in crypto and nfts and fantasy like how did that come about like how did it like your onboarding seem pretty yeah, well, I've, easy i've played a fpl before um didn't really have anything much in the line of crypto like i'd i'd kind of i'd followed it a bit ethereum and that and I'd maybe put a bit of money in here and there but nothing to mm. shout home about but yeah, um, I f- didn't find the process of actually getting into the crypto side of Sorare that difficult. Actually, you know, ramps there, you can you can deposit money with the card, you can buy players with your card. So yeah, it wasn't too difficult at all. 
No, and, and, and you know, it is something that I think, while it isn't that difficult, it, it needs to be easier, I think, to onboard millions. Do you know, because it's so rare to talk about millions. I know, like, whenever you start talking about how to deposit via MetaMask, buying via Coinbase and sending ETH through the Ether, essentially, to through the internet, and it disappears for a few minutes and it pops up on a so rare account and all, it's a bit daunting for a lot of people. And it's something I've been thinking about this week as I was thinking of transitioning and getting a few different NFTs outside so rare because... As I've always preached on anything I've ever made content on, diversity is key, not just among players, but among platforms. Um, but like I was sort of thinking just the NFT space in general, while there are these ramps out there and there are definitely, you can buy it by credit card and whatever else, and there are definitely very easy ways, I think really to get the masses on board, like so rare's app down the line will need to have a very easy method of depositing and a very easy method of withdrawal i think withdrawal is almost the biggest thing because i still get this is first digression of the day by the way phil because we didn't plan to talk on this i've all i had two messages this week alone about like i've withdrawn my money and it's not in either wallet and i'm afraid it's lost and there's these delays and people are shitting themselves then that they've lost all their money for a few days yeah, well, I, just I think... see that every day myself between twitter and discord you know people are saying yeah as you said there i've i've withdrawn my money but it's disappeared and you know yeah. that's that's not nice for them because they think it's gone and then if anyone was to ask them about the platform and they were to tell them of their experiences you know you'd be worried that it would put people off so it is definitely the something they need to do down the line i don't know how they do it i'm not crypto nerdy enough to understand it all but i do think there needs to be something done that a very simple deposit and withdrawal system kind of like the gambling platforms have do you know where it's just you pay by card you withdraw to a card sorted yeah. but um and obviously the option to withdraw to eth addresses and things like that but look we'll see how that works out down the line yeah. so what's on the I, I i keep going to call you dave because of your 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 football club name big, <laughs> big dave. dave fc big dave there's you've been called worse in your life but yeah big dave's a cold hero <laughs> that's it so and he was on your thumbnail he looked well he looked well with that did, big yeah. head of hair um but like what's on the agenda today just for people listening we're going to talk about the limited scarcity release how do you say the s word what do you mean S- sca- how, how, the no, limited scarcity, scarcity. Okay, yeah. yeah. Scarcity. You Scar- got scarcity. I can't even blame my accent anymore for scarcity. Fuck's sake. Probably a, scarcity is probably an Americanism. <laughs> I can't even blame, like, I normally say, ah, it's just where I'm from. And now you're uh, from where I'm from. Only you're dry there. Yeah, absolutely. So, limited. See uh, <laughs> on the Swiss League. We'll touch on briefly. Monaco and a bit of a spoiler potentially. Um, the block button, the low ball offer debacle, limited prices and their future. We might go in and discuss kind of the Division 5 structure of its payouts, etc. And maybe like the, the limits on entries to divisions down the line that people are kind of have seen suggested a few times. But that's if we get stuck for things to talk about. We yeah. also have a bunch of questions on Twitter. And as always, go and follow me on Twitter. Go and follow Coutinho, aka So Rare Memes on Twitter. And make sure every week when I put out for questions, if you don't have a question, go and like the ones you want to ask, because I'm going to sort of ask them in, in order of the most likes. How shallow is that? Um, so the first thing on the agenda, and it has to be, uh, me and Mort kind of talked about it briefly last week, but it was more speculation because we recorded before they were actually announced. So Rare finally released their long sort of discussed limited scarcity uh one of a thousand yellow cards um they're one giant step closer to welcoming welcoming millions of football fans um a huge thank you to our current community of legends they say babbity babbity ba auction rates basically these things are flying out like hotcakes they're going out every every 
30 seconds or something every yeah. minute they're flat out um so yeah what, what what are your initial thoughts of the 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 launch i think like we'll get into the actual sort of market dynamics or whatever of it and that sounds like we're going to get really into it but i mean like a very brief general discussion in layman's terms but like i think yeah, I th- in terms I of a launch it went smooth it did yeah there was no hiccups and the launch was pretty good the 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 way they leaked the color of the cards and the name a couple of days before and then you know everyone was raring to go for friday morning at 10 so i think the cards look lovely as well mm. yeah the launch was good they do they, they look beautiful what oh geez the monica ones are flying out there at the minute they're already on to where's crap and diara at 18 of a thousand are they at 18s already yeah they're absolutely firing them out how are they at 18 already i haven't bought I've, one they've literally sold 18 limiteds of every monaco player already today dear unless, lord unless there's a mistake no no they have they actually have which is good because i think the big issue with limited cards at the minute is the supply the um oh i actually might pick up a wee sophie andy up he's he's coming down in price nicely there there's Um, a lot of people complaining at the minute that the the limited prices are you know a bit higher than they expected but you have to remember as well that there's they're currently more scarce than the rares like you've mm. got 18 of those and then so i think once the supply keeps on booming out then it's obviously going to drop yeah, no, no, I agree. I think I made a post on Twitter during the week, or it might have been yesterday. Let me find it and just read it. Um, basically, I said, oh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Jeez, I tweet more than I'd like. If you're worried about the prices of limited cards and so rare still being high, don't be. They haven't even existed for a week yet. Less than 1% of supply has been issued with the whole platform of demand. All that's needed is time. A few people maybe don't agree with that. Um but yeah. I do. I just think, like, look, there are big accounts. There are people here who want who have the money to go and buy limited cards. There are millions of people who've been chomping at the bit waiting. Millions is an exaggeration. There are lots of people who've been sitting in the wings waiting for this scarcity to get involved in so rare, who are watching the market now trying to get involved. I've noticed my sign-ups have sort of spiked in the last sort of week because of this. Yeah, A lot of people who are maybe competing in D4 alone, what, who can't really stretch the super rares, they've been waiting to get these limited cards to go for D5. So there's a lot of demand there. There really is a lot of demand. Yeah, And le- as I say, less than 1% of supply has been, has been minted and sold. It's like if people expect these prices to be sustained, I, I I just don't think they will be. Now, obviously, there'll be new signups, there'll be new people who come onto the platform, but I think it's one of those kind of, it's like a paradox where if the limited cards stay at the prices they are, the barrier to entry will still be too high to actually onboard the number of users that will be required to sustain these prices. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. It's a bit of a head fuck. What's their air control that? Like, they're going to they're going to be weighing it up and they're going to be releasing more and more to bring that down. Like that's the overall aim. It definitely is. Exactly. So I'm over the moon that they're, they're flying these Monaco cards out because like for me, while you don't want to saturate the market and crash everything, you kind of, we kind of want these limited cards prices crashed in a sense. We want them to be low. We want them to be low enough that people can come in, can have fun. We're going to get onto the fantasy football scout kind of partnership and whatever. Yeah. We want those people who decide to give this a go to be able to have a go with a hundred quid. Um, and again, I just to reiterate, it's been a week, a time or mm-hmm. not even a week, a time of yeah. recording this. There was people, a lot of people in the community, you know, before they came out saying, you know, oh, I expect the limited prices to be more expensive than everyone expects. And then once the number ones came out and they were very expensive, then they were all running around over Twitter and Discord saying, you know, I told you so. But give it yeah. a few days. 
give it a few days exactly. and we see the, another prices are going to come down you know you can't just jump in straight away but but i think i think the prices will come down on the more speculative players the kind of the challenger players that aren't in sort of dominant teams do you know your i don't know who your beer shot players like they'll be cheap yeah. your I don't know who else, like pick a middle of the road team. You, you know, these players will all be quite sort of attainable, I think. But will Mbappe Limiteds be cheap? No. Will Kimmich no. Mbappe's be, or will Kimmich Limiteds be cheap? No. But will they be cheaper than the rare? Absolutely. And that is the intent. Now, we're, we're just going to keep going here because there, I had all these things to talk about in different little sections, but we're kind of just rolling through them. Yeah. Something I've seen said is that the price structure of Division 5 isn't exactly what people want because it's too top heavy where there's like, I think it's like 0.25 ETH for the winner mm-hmm. and a star limited card and then second gets like 0.19 and third gets 0.16 or something like that yeah. and people are sort of saying like those should be much smaller ETH wins spread out across the top 50 or top 100 or top whatever so that it does disincentivizes I believe the word is those mm-hmm. bigger accounts from wasting the time building the, the sort of like because I mean it's quite feasible that if you are Blackpool, if you are even me or anyone who has like yeah. a decent whack in here, I could sell a couple of rare cards. You'd like to think I could go and buy a Donnarumma, Hakimi, Kimmich, Mbappe and Neymar limited sack and just roll it out every week in D5 and one week I'm going to come good for that, that 0.25 ETH yeah, and pay for most point, of those cards. 0.25 is very appealing. I can see a lot of people want to do that and I've actually talked to a lot of people that are playing D1 and D2 and they're all saying they're you know they're going to give it a while until the prices decrease a wee bit and they're going to see how it goes but they're very interested in dropping down and playing it so I think maybe that's not what Sorare's aim was so I think you're right in the sense that maybe they should split that S prize up you know between more people than just the podium and then I think something I had been thinking of was you know the the DNP rares that they were putting at the end of D4 mm. you know like pretty useless players they could start to maybe include some of those at the top end of the D5 as well. I think that's a good incentive for people to progress too. I do. I hear you. I think some people, I think a lot of people want these to be completely separate, like mm-hmm. it, in, in every sense of the word. But for me, like it's like everyone with the platform, there needs to be progression. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want, sort of... I sorry, I don't want D5 players to be using D4, but I'm happy for, you know, lower tier, the lowest tier rare cards to be given to the people in D5 to get them yeah. to move up. Because it's like if we get people joining, playing D5, moving up, then that's just that's the thing the platform needs. Exactly. And there'll be some of those those hero stories that of people getting a tier four like DMP rare that turns out to get a transfer and becomes a world beater again and all of a sudden they've won a card in the limited in D5. That is now mm-hmm. worth a grand. Do you know, yeah. you'll get those stories and that'll promote the kind of the limited scarcity and the division five. So yeah. it's it's like everything in so rare. I think like what pisses me off recently. Oh God, this is another tangent. <laughs> we, we'll recap on all this and make sure we've covered it all. But the special weekly, it's beginning to piss me off a bit. I think having a max average of 40 and a league coupled in as two restrictions it's really restrictive if they yeah. want to build this out to be the most exciting exciting event of the week i'm telling you now i have a decent sized gallery and i haven't been able to enter a special weekly in like a month in two months yeah. and like 
people you have to build specifically for the special weekly which i get but that doesn't i don't think that is a healthy way to promote smaller accounts building teams do you know i don't think like because the, the upside of having 60 odd super rares given out in special weekly each week is that the smaller accounts can buy the cheaper cards and compete for super rares to progress mm-hmm. but it also promotes smaller accounts who don't have the bankroll going in and buying shit players who average under 40 who are probably dmp and rotation risks yeah to compete in a one-off punty week and then be stuck with these players who probably plummet in value so i just don't think it's hard now for them i think i actually think i've seen someone mention this and i think dan replied it's hard they can't just change it last minute because people have structured and played and built for this special weekly but i just think it could be way more exciting. It could be way more accessible. Um, and yeah, and I also think, sorry, I'm going off on one here. Division 3, if Special Weekly can have 60-something rares, Division 3s should have super rares to promote progression. You need super rares to compete in D2. You can win all the star rares in the world you want, but you're not going to compete in D2 unless you sell them and buy super rares. So why don't the top positions, the podiums in D3 have some super rares up for grabs if there's that many been thrown away in, in Special Weeklies? Yeah, I never thought about it like that, but that is ridiculous to me. If there's 60 super rares in this special weekly and then you can't get them in D3 to progress to D2, it's, it seems a bit silly. I'm not sure what their aim is with that, but... I know I they want really special weekly to be like the event of the week, so like I get it. I do get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there, there's twos and f- there's fours and againsts for all these points of mine, like, but these are just kind of the things that have been going around my head this week. And maybe there's a lot one, of it is selfish. special weekly there, wasn't there, where it was the, the start of the league, but there was a max. I can't remember. No, no, sorry. Yeah, the bit of we go over the place. There's a lot of max 40s and a lot of whatevers. Um, and I get that there's a time and a place for those, but so many of them on the bounce at the start of the football season, the most exciting time when the platform was booming for a few weeks. Um, Yeah. So, I went off on a speed there. Let me have a wee look at what we plan to talk about. The limited scarcities, we, 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 we've mentioned it. Um, they're firing them out. Division 5, we've seen the price structure. Maybe the prizes should be spread out between more players, but I'm sure they're monitoring that. We'll see how that pans out. Um, special weekly, I've kind of had my little bitching session about that. And just to reiterate, maybe it is a little bit selfish. Maybe people are loving it. Maybe people have been planning for it. Let me know. Am I the only one? Am I being a Debbie Downer? I don't know. Maybe I, I did am. see I did see a lot of people tweeting and posting the Discord that they won their first card and it was a super rare in the special weekly, so that's pretty nice. Yeah, when you yeah, yeah fair play but, to them, man. Yeah. Do you know, I'm just being a big grump because I can't really compete. But the cards are too good. <laughs> we thought we would ever be saying first that. world problems. Yeah, yeah. No. my cards are too good for this shit. <laughs> you need sake. to downgrade your gallery, John. <laughs> That's it. I've got a you few thirty-four-year-old Asians. If you want, <laughs> you're having a you're having a ball. If only it wasn't <laughs> Syria, you'd be all over it. Um, I'm buying my time until the next over thirty. Asian over special weekly. <laughs> when that'll be is it in the pipeline? Clean up. <laughs> Yeah, you'll be multi-accounting and all to make the most oh, of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so FC, is it Sion or Sion? Sion, Sion. Sion, I would Sion. say. Yeah, this have been added to the, the platform along with expanded coverage to the Swiss Super League. So the reason I'm bringing this up is like, I'll be the first to say I haven't a clue about this team. Um, I didn't even look at the players. I didn't even think of buying them. I don't know if you did, but... No, definitely not. No, but like, 
what it is is it's another challenger club and more challenger coverage albeit there probably aren't that many players in the Swiss league with cards outside Sion at the minute but there probably are a few what do you think of the whole talk there's a lot of talk at the minute about challenger becoming too saturated do you have any thoughts on that broad topic well I think it is becoming too saturated it's going to become very very difficult to to win prizes and I think people have already been complaining about the prizes compared to the amount of teams and players Mm -hmm. in it so it is an issue Um, I'm not sure what they'll do there obviously I think the aim in the future would be to have an SO5 league for every league but I think we're probably quite a bit away from that still so I'm not sure where they'll go with that I'm going to have a look here ahead to Challenger next week upcoming prizes just to look at D3 yeah like if you mean to tell me with all these leagues and all these clubs and all these players there cannot be a super rare prize in particular in the Challenger division D3 mm-hmm. you're talking shite to me yeah you know? it doesn't make any sense there has to be and I mean even if it's tier 3s and tier 2s like there is definitely scope there and yeah. I don't know maybe there aren't enough champion clubs maybe there aren't enough I'd say there are enough MLS in Asian but like I don't know. I think most of the issues at the minute with the platform are based around the prize pools and the number of cards awarded. You know, it's it's a bit unbalanced between different divisions and things like that. So, but it's well it's well talked about. You know, they're I'm sure they're aware of it. The people have been complaining a lot. So, yeah. Well, that's dynamic rewards. I think they're kind of again. We need to remember, like every year is like like I mean, this is the first. It's not their first summer, but I mean, like the demand, the number of teams, everything else, what they're trying to manage the new dynamic rewards you know there's a lot has been happening it's unprecedented what they're doing and we need to give them a bit of leeway to sort of get it right yeah well I mean, it's, it's still a lot better than it was like exactly I, I, I'm a D4 merchant and playing global D4 I had never won a prize before and then as soon as they introduced the new system I've won five or six cards just from finishing you know between 200 300 400 in, in D4 Aye. so I'm all for it you can get very lucky with those T2 and three T3 cards as well you know yeah, 100%. I mean, I was looking, like, there's some absolute cracking players in the Tier 2 pool in particular. Like, do you know, it's not hard for a player to fall into Tier 2, like. Yeah, I think I got no. um, Hani Mukhtar as a Tier 3. Never heard of him before. Scores weren't great, but I had a chat with, I'm sure everyone knows him, Professor Techers, and he said, yeah, hold on to that card. He's coming back Jeez. from injury, and look at him now. Jeez, three green scores and a bounce there. yeah. And you'd he's probably a, get him the, sold for a few hundred quid. Like he's a stalwart in my D four team, captain every yeah. week job. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, like, and that's that's exactly it. Was he? Does he tier three? He was tier three at the time, but I think he was in the tier one super rares there last week. So he's like, he's moving up in the world. Another one is for me is you know Mac Targay, um, at Ustend. Yeah, I got him before a long time ago as a tier three reward and it just shows like I sold him ages ago like or traded him to Pavel or something but I mean at the minute I don't know if he's under 23 eligible he is and he's got again three greens 360 plus scores in the bounce like that was a tier three so like what I've kind of made a rule to myself and I've started doing is like if someone's one of these stupidly low priced cards like I'm talking sub not point not like less than a threshold win is what you'll get or like not point not three no. i'm just holding them like i have a guy john espinoza who's a 21 year old guy in the mls like he's getting sub appearances he's doing next to nothing but am i selling him for point one point not one three no because these tier threes they can turn around over a year or two that's it yeah like i've only been on the platform a couple of months but i i've learned already that 
obviously this someone can move to a club that's not uh, covered. But if you hold on to a player long enough, they'll put in a few good performances no matter who they are and their, their value will rise. So if you've got patience, you'll get rewarded for it. Absolutely. Right. What were we even talking about? We're going all over the place here, Phil. We talked about the special weeklies. We've talked about the limited cards. We've talked about, yeah, the challenger. That's what we were on. Challenger and being saturated. Like, do you have any thoughts on, like, splitting it? Do you think splitting it's a good idea? How would they split it? How do they do that? Like, any thoughts or just more rewards? I suppose if there's more teams playing in the region, there should be more rewards as per dynamic rewards. So maybe that solves it. But More teams, more supply more rewards I think is the way to go because I don't think we're near the the phase yet where we'd be doing the individual leagues for each SO5 leagues for each league so I think it's more just more rewards mm. so yeah I would I would go and that's because what the, dynamic rewards is about like yeah like if they've introduced FC Sion you can be sure that they're, they're probably lining up other Swiss clubs and there's the any other leagues they're announcing there's going to be a lot more supply so they'll be able to keep ramping up the, the rewards, definitely. Speaking of other leagues, speaking of supply, we're going to move on to, to Monaco. So Monaco, we talked about it briefly there, but they've been released today. We touched on it. I was saying about Diop having 18 cards already. They're flying the limiteds out here. Um, there's a 21-year-old goalkeeper who's a rare. Doesn't look like he starts. He played against Shakhtar. Must be. Anyway, I'm rambling here. Um, <laughs> like, there are some really good players at Monaco, and I'm over the moon because I've had Nubel for a while. The supply and demand, or whatever, the supply of Nubel's doesn't really, I don't really care for it. He's still a keeper. Yeah. I'm going to hang on to him, but it was good for me is like being able to look for like defenders there to stick in with Nubel is good um, to maybe sort of build that Monaco defensive stack because yeah. I love stacks and they've, right. they've worked for me recently. Um, some people think it's like the S word. It's like a trigger word at the minute. Every decade saying it. Some people agree. Some people don't. Yeah, but some people, me, don't, some people want a band, which is pretty some people stupid. Want a band. <laughs> I think people tweeting, they're saying they should five-man stacks should be banned and stuff. I think they're referencing PSG and Bayern, you know, cheat code yeah. stacks. But look, you can't just do that. You can't control who people play in their SOFAs, really. It used to be, well, like, it is an FPL, you know, there's a max of three players per team. I remember mm-hmm. when Footstock was about, there used to be like rules about how many per team you could have in some of their, their competitions and stuff. I don't know the fan team and other kind of DFSs do it because I've never really played them. Yeah. Like, I can't see so rare moving the goalposts and doing it at this stage, but I think if it had been there from day one, I don't think anyone would have batted an eyelid. Do you know what I mean? I don't think anyone's yeah. going to throw the toys out of the pram and say, I should be able to play my five-man stack. Yeah. I don't think anyone will really care, but the problem is if people are building that now and then you were to slap that rule down next season, it's it's not great. But yeah, well, it doesn't it doesn't matter if it works out well or not. Everyone hates change, don't they? Exactly. Like upside versus downside on a change like that is the question for me. Mm-hmm. What's the upside? Appeasing a few people who care, who are probably, who probably don't really have any right to really care. Do they have a right to care? Of course they have a right to care, but are they? Ugh, what am I trying to say here? People are people care about fucking everything, yeah. Phil. You know, people will find a problem with everything. Oh, I've definitely seen that this week, um, which we'll get on to. But like, I even don't think it's a big enough issue to risk. What's so rare? Even if a few people have a problem with something, it seems it feels like everyone does because of how much of a a crying match there is about it. But An echo chamber. And yeah. The other thing is like, there's multi accounting on Twitter of people bitching 
back and forth to themselves to try and make an issue. Do you know what I don't get right? Here's side topic. And you know what's funny? When I made this podcast, I said, I'm not getting involved in Twitter drama, right? I'm not going to call anyone out specifically. <laughs> but you know what does my, does my titties in? Like, whenever there's people... I, I, today I was farting about on Twitter and and there's literally accounts who haven't said a positive thing about So Rare for like six months. And they haven't even... Like, they haven't even like bought a card. They're saying oh, it's not for me. This so rare, geez, it's not for me. Like I don't know. The more I look at it, I don't think it's for me. And it's like, what have you been talking about so rare for six months if you're not on the platform? I Free do not get that existence. I don't get that. Yeah. But um, in saying that, though, I do think it's healthy on Twitter and these platforms to actually do have a wide range of views because we can all get sort of stuck in this little echo chamber of positivity, and at times. The Debbie Downers do have a point, so that's just a kind of disclaimer there as well. Yeah, well, you um, need you need people to raise the issues. You need balance, yeah, of course. I know you you said it before. Sometimes they'll introduce something or make a decision, and everyone throws the toys out of the pram, and there's a lot of there's a lot of hoo ha over it. But I couldn't really give a shit. I just I just let it play out and play the game with what's in front of me. And I know you're the exactly. same. Exactly. Exactly. Just see what happens. Play the game in front of you, and a lot of that for me comes down to trusting them. Um, like because they haven't given me reason not to. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason that changes, I won't be quiet about that on the podcast. I'm an affiliate, but I'll call them out. I've done it in the password platforms. Like, until they give me reason to question them, until they start doing questionable things, I don't see any sort of positive, any any reason to, like, just question and be negative about every little fucking thing. You know, they need time to react to stuff. They need to implement things, see how it works, test it, and then change it maybe down the line. They're not going to get every single thing perfect. As I said, this is unprecedented. They're, they're doing, they're the first people to do this. Like Mm. there needs to be a bit of wiggle room there. That's why I have a lot of trust in them as well. Yeah. There's a, it's not just like a, a big corporation money machine, like FIFA ultimate team or that, you know, you can tell by the way they interact with the community and that they're just real decent hard-working football fans and they, they want the best game possible for the community and that's it really now i have been on platforms before where it's felt like that as well and things have went tits up so yeah. you always have to kind of keep your i don't know, keep not keep your guard up well yeah kind of keep your guard up and always stay alert and not get sucked into it and just become blindsided and, and always kind of puppies and roses and candy floss you do need to be able to sort of criticize and look at the mm. the negatives but yeah, there's but times there's for it yeah, like this is my first football platform, so I could well fall into that trap of the positive echo chamber. But exactly. there's enough. There's enough people you've seen. There's enough people out there raising the issues. So I trust, and they're smart too. So I trust that they're going to raise the issues, and I don't need to worry about it. Exactly. That's the way I kind of look at it. It's lazy, like, but it's definitely yeah. the way. It's kind of like. Do you know, like, I, I said it before, like, I'm the type of guy at work, like, in the union where I just kind of, like, don't really listen and I just kind of go, like, ask my mate who cares towards the end who's in the exact same position as me, like, what are you voting for? Like, do you know, like, yeah, I'm down yeah, to let's, let's do that. Let someone else <laughs> complain for me. Let someone else worry about it and put the R's in. But, um, yeah, and I think just to close that off, and again, that's another wee tangent we've just went down, but, like, the thing is, every time there's been an issue or there has been a genuine problem, it might take a day, it might take a week, but the response is normally bang on. And a, another example of this is the the block button been reintroduced. So we went through a spout there of a few days of ridiculous low ball offers. They had to add in extra decimal places because of the limited cards going for lower prices. They had to add the ability to kind of offer lower amounts, essentially. You could yeah. still do that for rare cards. 
So a bunch of chancers out there basically go in, stick a zero in, and then put in what looks like a normal-ish offer and sends it to people. Now, there was uproar about this for... Yeah. Right, it seemed like that if you're on... If you're on so rare Twitter, if you're on so rare Discord, it seemed like it was the end of the world. Non-stop. Now, they've sorted it now. They've brought in the block button again. I don't know why it ever disappeared. And they've also brought in, if an account is blocked by X amount of people in a certain space of time, they will be banned from sending direct offers for a space of time, yeah. which I think is brilliant. Um, there's there's going to be issues with that too, though. How so? Just people... There could be instances where people get pissed off with someone and gang up on them and you know things like that. Like that's always in mm, it. WhatsApp groups and stuff. Yeah. But how could you how can you incentivize someone like how can you make someone send you offers to just do that to them? No, well, I'm just mean? saying, yeah. Because you I'm, they have to send you the offer to be blocked, I am guessing. You can't just go and block someone. That's, yeah. Can you? Well uh, no, I'm just more thinking of the scenario where if a group of people dislike someone on so rare or have a fallen out with them or something that they'll all go in and block. Well, it, maybe if, if the block feature's only there on a trade. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. It has enough. to be. Otherwise, like you go and block people's profiles and that just gets bitchy real quick. Yeah, I never thought about that, actually. I was thinking you could go to someone's profile and block them there rather than only being able to do it through an offer, but that makes sense. Yeah. I've, I'm hoping it would just be through offers, but... The bottom line is, I think every case would be reviewed by the Surreal team and they would have a look and they'd, they'd very quickly see if it's a case of mm-hmm. a gang up. But I think it was needed. Um, the other side of it is, like, it's it's awful whenever people sign up to a platform and they don't really know what they're doing and they accept an offer for next to fuck all for a player um, that they didn't mean to accept. But at the same time, now... I was going to say, I don't know what else So Rare can do. So Rare have kind of done it now. I think from here on out, it's a case of, do you know, double, triple check everything. Do you know what's careful. It's a, it's a free market. If someone wants to offer you a fiver for Neymar, someone can offer you a fiver for Neymar. You just have to say no. Yeah. Um. Now, block them, obviously. But the only other thing I can think of that maybe could have been done, but maybe isn't as relevant now that they've acted, is, do you know, like if you're putting a listing up on eBay, you can set like a minimum offer amount. There mm-hmm. are minimum offers on so rare, but I find them very clunky, yeah. uh, particularly on the mobile. Maybe it's just me. But like if you whenever you listed the player, if they made you put in the minimum offer, like do you know, in the same window, like list for X amount, minimum offer this amount. Yeah. Optional you- in brackets. You don't have to fill that out, but it's an option. Yeah. I would fill it out every time if that was the case. Same here, only- yeah. And I would also hide the minimum offer because then you're kind of telling people what the minimum amount you'll accept is. That's the yeah. whole thing with the minimum offer, isn't it? But, but the, like, the feature is there, but the issue is that you can bypass it by clicking the trade button. So you can well, set there up. There we go. Yeah, you can set up, you can set up the limited amount you want to be offered for the card. But all someone has to do is go to your profile, press trade, and request the card off you for a certain amount. So not sure why you can bypass it, but yeah, it is there. So I think the minimum offer thing could be doubled down on a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I suppose just a, a reminder to every listener out there: there's absolute fuckers out there. So just double, triple check everything. But at the end yeah, of the day, like, be careful. I, I read really, it out loud when I'm putting put players yeah. up for sale. Exactly. Give yourself a wee habit. Give yourself something to do because, like, there's no rush to click that button. The chance of them canceling the trade in that ten seconds, you need to double check. It's, it's very slim, you know. Yeah. Um, if you're a small budget player and you put you misclick or you accept a low ball offer like that could be you fucked 
exactly off or 20 percent of your gallery or something so you really need to be careful and in terms of like the criticism like i mean again it goes back to this toxicity of social media and anonymous accounts like but people been going mad over this it's so rare and i understand you know like the thing here is should the black button have been removed no it shouldn't have but like the other thing is, I, I, I'm a big believer that the ultimate responsibility here is in the user. Maybe a lot of people disagree. Yeah. And I think there's only so much so rare can do. Now, while we can definitely call them out and say, look, you need to reintroduce this. This is There's too much of this going on. It's, you know, it's a bit of a ball ache when you get the endorphins of an email from so rare thinking you've got a fair offer. You get to go and have a look at it, and then it's some shithouse offer. That's annoying. Yeah. So, like, something needed done, 100%. But being annoyed at so rare over it in the first place, it's like there will be times when we genuinely need to be pissed off. Do you know, mm-hmm. save it. Do you know, there will be times when we need to throw the toys out of the pram. For mm-hmm. me, this isn't one. They've acted, it's done, case closed, which is brilliant. But like, yeah, I don't know. It's people, just, even, people even complained even when so rare said we're bringing the block feature back tomorrow. There's still people sending messages. It's just. Yeah. I quite suppose, a bit of negativity. Exactly. It's kind of get, I'm kind of getting sick of the social media aspect of it all. To be honest with you, if you can't, if people listening can't sense that, I don't know. You should definitely be able to sense that. What I'm trying to say <laughs> here. Um, right. Next thing, the fantasy football scout partnership or whatever it's going to be called. I don't know if a partnership's the word, but yeah. basically, fantasy football scout tweeted last night, August eighteenth, at about ten to six. So rare. We're thrilled to share a new venture, the So Rare Academy at Scout. Now, this is not, <laughs> so we had to clarify, the actual academy thing we've been sort of talked to about and like the whole pro- progression bar, etc. They're going to give away a whopping two limited cards and you have to like and retweet their post. Um, not worth it for me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bit sarcastic. That's a bit nasty of me. They're giving away cards. You can't be mean. But I find it funny because they've got a Seiku Koida card and a Mergen Barisha card and neither of them are actual cards because they're not numbered. Yeah. Now, if those are the actual cards they're giving away, unnumbered cards, that could be pretty special. An error in the print, who knows? But um, I'll just read this out quickly. It won't take long. There's like six threads worth. So rare is about, we know all that. Yeah, you don't need to tell us what it is. Well, you don't need, I don't need to tell you what it is. We all know what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, they mentioned Griezmann. They mentioned Rio Ferdinand. We made the So Rare Academy to make it easier to get started and have more fun in the game than ever before. It's completely free to play. And if you place well in our weekly tournaments, you'll be able to win So Rare cards and start building your squad. That's another thing these limited cards give, actually. They give the freedom to give away more free cards. Like you can give away a few limited cards to loads of different places. Like, yeah, that's it. So rare data, so rare brag, so rare mega. Give them all a few limiteds. Like there's, there's literally hundreds of thousands of them. Um, the academy should launch in September, but you can get started today and enter the new Division Five if you sign up here, affiliate link, and so on. Yeah. So, for a bit of context for anyone who doesn't know, Fantasy Football Scout is the biggest Fantasy Football Scout Twitter account and probably content website out there. They've got two, over two hundred thousand followers on Twitter. Um. And yeah, do you know, that's putting putting sort of so rare in front of a lot of fantasy football FPL players. Yeah, which is, is huge. It's not but positive. Mm-hmm. Be a Especially lot of, if they have a tab on their site and all that, like it'll be good for eyeballs. Like, Yeah, there'll be a lot of FPL players that would have heard of so rare and then maybe seen the, the barrier entry and then just been like, nah, not for me. Maybe I'll visit another time. And something like this might just be the, the kick up the arse to finally join. Exactly. I mean... 
if fantasy football scout have a bit of content going out there which i think they probably will yeah um content on their site for so rare eyeballs it's a great place to sort of target those fpl players but fpl players are notoriously stingy it is a thing they are notoriously cheap bastards i am an fpl player i make a lot of fpl content and anyone <laughs> who i know who makes fpl content would take this in the best way it's intended and would have a laugh <laughs> fpl <laughs> players love playing for overall rank they are not necessarily there for the money or the cash prizes like and that's yeah. obviously a, a broad brush I'm, I'm covering everyone with there obviously a lot of people love gambling and winning money and dfs and whatever else but like yeah. notoriously like it can be I'd hard say, for fpl accounts to monetize because the people just want everyone for free yeah <laughs> so yeah well there you go well if we've well, got this now this is free to play so exactly i think they can start there which is brilliant it's brilliant yeah. that, that, that there is a free to play version and i think again it kind of comes back around to the limited prices we need those to get low enough that someone can come along with 50 quid and give it a whack and the issue is i don't know if it'll ever actually be the case maybe in three four five years when there's five thousand cards of kevin de bruyne or whatever having the premier league teams on boarded having the players people know and having them somewhat accessible Mm -hmm. like I, i don't know will harry kane if he comes on ever be like a limited card will that ever be sub 50 sub 100 quid i don't actually know it all depends on the demand it depends on how many people sign up and whatever else but like we don't know i don't know know. yeah will will everyone always be able to own the players they want to own i don't know if they will at one of a thousand but they'll definitely be cheaper than one of a hundred and that's the whole idea here it makes it accessible to more people not everyone the bottom line is that not every person on this planet who plays fantasy sports will be able to have the disposable income to spunk it on nfts and play so rare do you know it doesn't need to be accessible to every single person on the planet do you know yeah it's not for everyone not everyone has that much disposable income Mm -hmm. um but anyway that's a bit of a rant probably talking shit do you think it's gonna be like well you just think it's gonna be like one shot or how do you see a free-to-play version I have no idea. I didn't particularly like one shot, if I'm honest. Yeah. I found I it a like bit... Him. Like, I found it a little bit too... Like, there's a reason Tackers won it. Do you know what I mean? Because... He data involved. He, yeah, exactly. Like, and he bought into that and he loves it. And that's great. I don't. I yeah. do, but I don't. Like, I like it within reason. Um, I like, like, an FPL level of it, but I don't want it... Like, if it's a league that I know... I could probably get away with bluffing one shot with the with with the Premier League, mm-hmm. but with Belgium, I would have really had to delve in and have a look and try and structure and plan upcoming game weeks. I feel like there was a little bit too much for it. Yeah. Some people buy into it, but I think it puts off a lot of people. Something very simple: pick five players each week. That's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's simple. People will I- obviously stack. Maybe it's based on the tier of player. Maybe it's based on their average spend. That you've X amount to spend, like an FPL type structure. You know, yeah. you have 0.5 ETH to spend on a team this week, or you have one ETH to spend on a team. Mm, Prices are pulled and tied to so rare data, something like that. I don't know. That might be good, but maybe that's yeah. a bit. What about you? What do you think? Yeah, no, I agree with what you said there. Um, it would be difficult to do it like one shot because it doesn't look like it's going to be focused on one league. Mm. I can see collecting trade players from various leagues there so i think it's probably going to make something you mentioned there who knows look the bottom line is it's all speculation speaking of speculation something that i 
flew over when we mentioned something earlier. Here we go, guys. Remember I told you about the spoiler alert with national team cards before and you all had to skip 30 seconds if you didn't want to hear? That's where we're at. Skip 30 seconds now, and I'm going to time myself, so skip now. So, I've given those people a chance. I have yep. 28 seconds. Why am I wasting my time, Phil? Basically, um, we think we've seen released cards for, or like leaked cards for Ren and PSG, and there's a bit of speculation that the full Ligoon will be added. It's nothing but speculation. Maybe it's just Ren. Maybe it's just your Kamavingas, your Sulemanas, your Dokus, whoever else. I'm running out of time of four seconds left. But yeah, Ligoon, there's your spoiler. Keep right. it out. People are back in the room. That was bang on 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, so who knows if that'll come to fruition. But just a little heads up for people that it has been thrown out there. It has been leaked. We'll, we'll fly over that, I suppose, Phil. Um, right. What, what have I got next? We have a load of questions as well. But there's a few more things that it said we might have discussed about. Rare prices and rare liquidity has, mm-hmm. has been talked about a bit. It seems to have been impacted by the limited cards been released. Definitely have has. You, what do you reckon? Yeah. Have you any thoughts on this? Well, I don't think the card prices have drastically decreased anyway, but there seems to be more difficulty in trying to get offers and trying to sell. Mm. Like, give it a week ago, if I put a player up for close to the last sale, lowest price on the market, I wouldn't have people buying it straight away, but I have had people messaging me in Discord, people sending in lower ball offers. But this week, nothing at all. Maybe one or two. I had my whole gallery up for sale the other day, just out of interest. And uh, now I'm struggling to get a bite on anything. I've heard another couple of people mention it too. There is car sales going on, but I think it's maybe just the the lower kind of tiered rares or people are focusing on the, the limited cards at the minute. I think some people are it's a buyer's market at the minute I think exactly and I think with the increase in ETH card prices look cheap in terms of ETH um, sorry but the increase in ETH card prices look cheap in terms of ETH I think it is a good time to buy and I might try and pick up one or two rares that I've wanted or maybe one I think of about half a coin in the balance but for me on this it's something that maybe I haven't spoke about a lot and a lot of the reason is that I've said this before, I'm in this very long term. I'm not, I think if people are in for a quick flip, if people are in to make a quick buck on NFTs, like a lot of people are, they might be disappointed if they've went and bought a bunch of rares and they were hoping to flip them. Yeah. But I mean, common sense prevails here. Maybe I've said something contrary to this in a previous podcast and by all means go and dig it out and throw it in my face. That'd be quite funny. But I do think short term, the eyeballs are all going to go on limited cards. Admittedly, I have half a coin in the balance. And I've got it there. And the reason I haven't really went and looked around rares and been hunting about is I'm kind of thinking, give it a couple of weeks. These limited prices will come down. I'll make a wee D5 team. So I'm kind of holding a bit back there. I'm kind of waiting to see what happens. And I think a lot of people might be in that sort of position of limbo, that kind of position of waiting around because the prices are just still a little high on the limited market. But people probably more than definitely actually definitely want to get involved in D5 because why wouldn't they? Do you know? Yeah, price the, the quarter of an eight's good. Why not? Aside from the prizes, it's the thrill of the chase every week. It's an extra division that you can chase every week. It's an extra potentially six lineups across the divisions or whatever, six or seven lineups you could yeah. throw in every week. Do you know, aside more, from more the, it, it's not all about money. 
the fun it's fun mm-hmm. is what it is do you know yeah. and that is a huge factor here that's been overlooked and that's for me is one of the big reasons I'd want to make one I don't think I'm going to podium regularly mm-hmm. but can I win a few wee limited cards and can I look on so rare data at the game week centre each week and will I like, have a few more midweek teams out and stuff when I'm struggling for the Champions League absolutely yeah. so there's obviously a lot of people holding holding these back waiting to see but I think long term it's nothing to worry about personally Maybe I'm yeah. wrong. Maybe this will be the rock so rare parishes on. But I think that this will onboard more users, more people involved, more people will take the step up to D4, D3. And over time, the rare prices will increase and there'll be more people in the market looking for them and liquidity will be higher than it was two weeks ago. Yeah, but I, stage. Think, I think it was obvious from the start that the launch of the limiteds was going to drop the rares slightly and then the rares would have the benefit over, over the long term. Yeah, the money's going to start trickling up. I think it was obvious. Well, that's what I think. I mean, I hope that I've said this at some stage in the past. Otherwise, I'm saying like it was obvious and I mean, I didn't say it, but I'm pretty sure I've said it somewhere. I say a lot of things. I say a lot of things. But just when you said you have half an ether, I seen someone post on Twitter there um, that you can afford a gang stack. Someone was comparing the gang stack rare versus limited. So it's going to cost Andrew Laird. Andrew Laird, yeah, Andy Laird, because that was, there was a, post that I'd made it was that post that I read out earlier about the supply and whatever let me see I'll find that tweet here you probably have it in front of you Marcus Sullivan replied I think Laird got into it with him no why can't I find it now anyway do you have it in front of you I do yeah so Van der Voort Mark McKenzie Thorsvet Bunganda and Ito would cost you 2.16 ETH rare not point two. Oh, okay. Two point one six, and then for limited, point five eighth. Quarter of the price, and obviously, yeah. like Vandevert's price is probably a little bit inflated because he's under twenty three. He's probably the most sought after under twenty three keeper there is. Yeah, he's probably what? What price is his alone? Point two 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 seven. Point two two seven. Switch yeah. that out for a less in demand keeper. You're probably getting a gank stack. You could get the gank forward stack and two a defender and keeper from elsewhere. Probably. I know what like, you're like, John. You're probably buying this limited stack as we speak. <laughs> Pump it. The gank yeah. stack is the only way to go. It's the only way to go. Send me your offers. <laughs> but um, do you know actually? I've been thinking of doing a giveaway. Giveaways are something that are a bit contentious on the platform. I said this last week. People don't like whenever you give stuff away as an affiliate because they think. You're trying to hoodwink people into using your link to give you more money long term and you're trying to, you're like a wolf in sheep's clothing. You're trying to make them think you're helping them out when really you're not, but I really agree. are because you're actually just giving stuff away. It's all how you yeah. phrase it, I suppose. Yeah. But I'm wondering, would giving away a full limited team be better than giving away like one really solid rare player? Probably would for a newcomer especially. Wouldn't it? Yeah. And they could, they, actually, they, could t- they could take that full limited team and just go have a bit of fun with it, entering D5. And they could even sell the players and build two D5 teams. Yeah. Potentially. Um, right, I'll look into that. The other thing is that's hassle, isn't it? Building it. Fuck it, maybe I'll do it. Um, okay, what have I got give, here? Give yes. away a gang stack. Give away a gang stack. It might happen. Stranger things have happened. Maybe. Do you know what? I'll look into that. I'll look That'll into be that. an expensive giveaway. I know. Well, you see, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to do a big one soon. Like, I haven't done one in a while. The last thing I gave away was an Adila Sheesh card. I think a time of giveaway. I, I started the giveaway, right, at the start of February. Gary V tweeted on the 14th of February, and the giveaway was on, like, the 1st of March. So, in that time, the prize went from, like, 120 quid 
to like 700 quid I was giving away. I was fucking devastated. <laughs> but it was a good guy that won it and I think he listens. George, if you're listening, yeah. here's a shout out to you, Bob. Oh, that's an absolutely superb prize to be winning too. I know, I know. And I tried to buy it back off him down the line, I think. Yeah. Because <laughs> I want this one back. A lot a lot of people do it as well. And I've done it in the past, you know, they're like, oh, here we go. I'm going to do a big giveaway and then you give away a card worth like 0. 0.018. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're giving away cards like that, it's a lot better. Well, you see, it's it's all like, like there's no, I'm not trying to hide behind it. I am an affiliate. I have YouTube videos. People do use my link. A lot of people are kind enough to reach out. And I'm sure a lot of listeners of this show have used my link in the past. And it doesn't go unnoticed, so I get paid for that, and that's great. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not yeah. trying to sound like it's 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 wonderful. I get paid. I'm not trying to sound like oh look at me, I'm so giving. But I mean like the whole give back. Like people say it's time to give back. I, I kind of I mean it, you know, yeah. <laughs> without uh, sounding savvy. Like I mean you can give a bit back there um, without sounding too cheesy and too what is it virtue signaling or signaling or something? Yeah. What is it whenever you're trying to sound like a good guy when you're really virtue a shark? Signal, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's me, but. Rare prices, we've talked on that long term. We're getting through a lot of stuff here, which is great. Something, yeah, we talked about the Division 5 structure and the payout. Maybe it should be spread out a bit more. Something that I've seen thrown out a couple of times in that conversation, I think Cal mentioned it maybe, Mark Sullivan might have agreed. Um, I can't remember really, but I've seen it thrown out there before, and I think I actually maybe threw it out before in one of these podcasts. Limits to the number of divisions you can enter. Would making you only be able to enter like a max of three or four divisions stop people who are big wheels in D1 coming in and buying all the D5 cards, the limited cards? Mm-hmm. Or my kind of side on that is like, I don't hate it, but I think you're capping the size of a gallery that you can incentivize someone to build. Yeah, There's- that's it. It would be very divisive to do that. I, d- I did think about that myself. You know, if you maybe put like a, a limit so you could only go maybe three divisions down in your top division or something. Mm. Well, or four so you could maybe play it two down to five or one down to four but I don't know if it would set a good precedent to start doing stuff like that you know what if you buy the car if you come into the game and you buy the cards I think you should be able to play in any division you want to be honest I think it's too late I think if they were going to do that the only way they could have done that without really causing a ruckus was before the on the announcement of D5 or around the time before that, they could have limited it to four divisions because four divisions is what we've currently been playing. I think coming in and slapping a restriction on and saying you can only now enter three, automatically everyone in D1 can no longer enter D4. So you're kicking those people in the balls. and A lot of them probably bought cards too. Yeah, and they would sell rare cards. They would 100% sell rare cards because there's only so many cards you can utilize. And if you're not keeping them for collector value and if you have them for SO5 specifically you're going to sell them if you can't utilize them so and it would also i don't think it would be good faith and i think it would piss off a lot of the the i mean whatever people say a lot about the wheels people don't like the fact that they can dominate the upper divisions and that they're creaming god the amount of money um you'll never walk alone must have won this week when you look at the rewards he has liverpool stacks yeah do you know tens of thousands right but the other side of it is like, you know, they are actually some of the biggest, earliest investors in the platform and they've done a lot for the platform. So there is a double-sided coin here. Like I can see the negatives, but I can also see the positives. Yeah. Coming in and slapping a three divisions thing. A three would never work. Four no. would have worked had you announced it before division five. You could have said, okay, guys, this is a rule we're bringing in. But the, th- the issue there is then you're only penalizing the biggest accounts who are in D1. You're not penalizing everyone who's in D2, D3, D4. Yeah. Do you know? So I like having, non, a f- I think it's a non-runner to be honest. I don't think, yeah, there's any chance they're going to do that. I just don't think it can happen. I mm-hmm. think 
it, like whatever it can be a good idea and whatever you yes okay it means the big accounts can't come in and play in the beginner's version essentially of limited cards but at the same time i just think there's too much fuckery there maybe with division six and down so rare can consider it and they can announce it ahead of time but yeah. i don't know i don't i don't think it would work personally but again decent idea um yeah i want to definitely throw at the so rare team so they can consider it but like I'm I sure just don't know already. how they would do it. Yeah, I don't know how they would do it without pissing people off, to be honest with you. Um, right. Was there anything else that I missed? You might have told me a thing or two you wanted to talk about that I haven't. No, I think we covered it. Fantasy Football Scout. Yeah, we've questions here. Um, so we'll go and we'll have a look at them. Let me see. Let me see. Right, yeah, here we go. So... As always, we're going to do this in order of the most likes. Um, oh, there's a few of five. Oh, there's one with six likes. So here we have to go. Oh, there's one with eight likes. Oh, it's just a meme. You are so rare memes. How do you find making memes? Like, how'd that come about? Do you Photoshop? How do you do it? What gives you your inspiration? Just go on Meme Creator. On the, uh, and It originally stemmed from, you know, you, you know more than anyone how addictive this platform is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sometimes when there's low periods or you know you don't have it you can't feel a team for a weekend or there's a break in the j league or something you know you want to be involved somewhere yeah but you can't play so i just basically use my own experiences usually bad and throw them into <laughs> memes i think that's what, i think that's why people like them because they're self-deprecating and they're also relatable <laughs> if something bad happens to me and so rare i'm going to make a meme about it and then it's obviously happened to other people too so they enjoy Absolutely. it no, you can't it, have it's a bit one, of laugh at your own expense. You're doing it wrong. Exactly. It's one of the few accounts um, that actually make me like laugh out loud. So glad to hear on that. Um, right. First question that the most, the most likes, bar the meme from Plastician, is uh, Jay Fraz, who says if you could choose, who's actually just so everyone out there knows, a much better under twenty three manager. Than anyone else, particularly Superhands, aka YDM one. Um, if you could choose one from the following three players for free, um, I'm not offering. Then who would you choose? Would okay? This I think this is a really interesting question. Would yeah. you choose Mbappe's limited card? Oh right, what number are we putting on these? Are we going for the one one of, or are we going for? Like I wonder if he's talking about collectability or SO5 utility. Probably just means in general. In general. All right. Yeah. An Mbappe limited card, a Noah Lang rare, or a Francis Amuzu super rare? If you could pick one, which one are you I'll going go first, for? right? And I'm going to say no, Noah Lang because I'm my strategy is all basically based around value and who can win me, you know, who's going to give me the best ROI. And I think the rare prizes now Noah Lang could win me would. would be the better than any of the other two. I'm not, we we don't know how expensive limited prizes are going to be. We don't know how, what the cost of the cards is going to be like. So I would definitely go now along there. Not sure I how, think who you'd pick. It's a tough one, right? Because I think the super rare, obviously, if Francis Amuzu blossoms and becomes a great player, that super rare could be worth God knows what in the future, being one of ten on a platform with one of a thousand cards. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But realistically, even at the minute, the value of that card is probably similar or less than that of a rare Lang. So if we're looking at it like that, and in terms of where I'd get the utility and where I can make money, like my Noah Lang, that's actually something fun to do. Maybe yeah. it's not fun for anyone else but myself. But I wonder I how many rewards... I would have assumed Lang was 
one of the best cars on the platform if he stayed in the, the JPL. My Noel Lang, actually, do you know what? I thought he would have won me more, more awards, but I got him pretty late in the season last year. Has won me a Nicholas Raskin, a Danny DeWitt, and an Oliver Buscagli, all in, well, actually, two of those in under 23s and one of them in Challenger, mm-hmm. along with a bit of ETH. So, like, I do, I, I hear what you're saying. I think the, the ROI on Lang, particularly how him and De Cadillac and the boys up top for Bruiser looking at the minute. Yeah. I think the return on investment there could be the highest. Yeah. The Mbappe yeah. Limited, if it was a one of a thousand, we'll have a conversation. If it's a random number in the middle, there's just too much unknown there. Yeah, I know you would you would have to hold it for too long for me as well. Like mm. the limiteds could blow up in value if the platform gets as many new users as we think it can, but how long are you talking there? I mm. think no allowing for immediate utility for me anyway. That's it. I'm actually very tempted, and I don't think I have the the beans in the tank. Like, but I'm very tempted to try and get the Mbappe one of a thousand. Like, I don't know what it's going to go for, right? But I mean, like, do you think an ETH does it? I actually don't know. Is it up for sale? It's so hard to know. Up? I don't. I don't think the, the limited. I mean, so oh, it's not out yet. Yeah, it's not out. So I don't know. I don't like if I could if I could pay an ETH for it now. If I if you had it in the bank, right? It's a hard one because, like, maybe like for you in particular at the minute, you would definitely prioritize building another SO5 team or two, wouldn't you? And buying a few yeah. more big hitters. Mm-hmm. If I had an ETH in the bank and I could buy an Mbappe Limited one of a thousand for an ETH, would I buy it? Mm. Like, yeah, okay. Would you take that? Like, would you take him for an ETH at the minute? Do you think he'd go for more than an ETH or less? Um, I don't know what he's going to go for, but I think whatever he goes for. If you listed it on the transfer market immediately after for more, you'd sell it. I hear you. Yeah. No, I hear you. Yeah. Maybe could that go to two ETH, or is that ridiculous? Maybe I don't know. Like I really do not know. I think because it's a collector piece, it's not going to be a utility piece. Mm-hmm. There will be a lot of utility over his career. Don't get me wrong, but that's not what there's. There's people who score just as well as him for much less. What I'm yeah. saying is like the reason his price of the one of a thousand will be so high is the collector's value. So like, yeah, it's hype. I think the one of a thousand could be huge. It's it's one of a thousand. Like there will be some crazy bastard who wants that. Don't I mind. Mean? We could yeah. see Griezmann coming in and dropping five eighth on it. There's going to be crazy, crazy competition on that auction. Yeah, I can see it'll be right. interesting. Yeah, but um, great question, Jay. The best under twenty three manager I know. Uh, simply, Alex has asked long term how much collectability do you see? And I'm actually not being sarcastic with that about Jay Fraz. He's he's always up on the the upper echelons of under twenty threes. Long term, how much collectability do you see in SO five icons, but relatively average players? For example, Vanekin and Tadic. That's from Simply Alex, who you should check check out his YouTube. Um. I'm ninety nine percent sure that's the same Alex who has YouTube. He doesn't have it linked on this Twitter account. It mm. is. Go and check out his YouTube. Um, I see. Some. I see next to no collectability. Like you need to realize, I have them both. Yeah. Their Vanek prices. Vanek and some Tadic none. Vanek and some Tadic none. You think? Yeah, Vanekin just because of the fact that he's you know a cult. community called hero. That'll hold a small premium, but who's to say that when he retires, his car just won't plummet into nothing? Well, like it'll it'll plummet into nothing, but the, I think they'll both be worth not point not one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like something stupid, but I mean like Tadic will die. Yeah. Vanekin, I'm still not sold on the the collectability aspect yet. I think you're not the value. No, the value is 
for me at the minute the value is completely linked to well unless you're a world beater unless you're a star like yeah. you're on Mbappe or a Messi or Ronaldo I think everyone else's value is completely tied to the rest of five performance 100% and it's I think I might have mentioned this as recently as last week people place too much emphasis on the collectability of substandard players particularly the one of a hundreds I do not give two fucks about your John Espinosa one of a hundred and I am not paying more for it than the 27 of hundred you'll be lucky if I buy it from you do you know what I mean yeah. that's the nature of collecting I have hundreds of physical football cards behind me here and so many of them are essentially worthless because that's the nature of the game 90% of the cars, 95% of the cars are worthless, but it's the big hits and the big players that are worth something. That's yeah. the nature of the game. And people need to realize, like I like I have cards that I think are collectible. I think I bought the Ronaldo purely for collectability. I didn't buy that Ronaldo for SO5. I'm going to use him in yeah. SO5, mm-hmm. but that is a collector's piece that yeah. I hope one day I can sell for 5 or 10 ETH. That's the dream. Mm-hmm. Go and look at his graph from whenever the spike happened in February or March. Yeah, well, as um, soon as I, I think I actually commented, you posted that you bought him and I was like, you know, tell me you're expecting a boom without telling me you're expecting another boom. Exactly. Yeah, like when when people start piling the platform at the next spike, whenever it is, I think there will be one. That's the cards. They'll be going straight for those cards. Yeah. I kind of, I'll be honest with you, when I bought him, I was kind of thinking it was a bit more imminent. I kind of thought something would be rocking around now, maybe coming into September. It could still happen. There will be a time when eyes are on so rare again in a big way and people are flying in the door. There will be a time. It's going to happen, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but the likes of him, Joe Felix, like Felix's SO5 utility is next to none at the minute. Mm-hmm. But I think long term with the Gary V effect, there's a collectible value there. Jonathan David being Canadian. Canadians love football cards. Doku, I think he'll want to be one of the very best. Mm-hmm. Brendan Aronson, American, World Cup 2026. There, yeah. There is a strategy there, but they're collectible pieces. And I think there are cards that are collectible, but people need to realise that Vanekin, as much as he's a cult hero, and that's the only reason for his any sort of collectability, Tadic does not have collectability, and nope. neither do 99% of the players in this platform. Nope. So, Yeah. I think that's that one. Have you anything else on it? Uh, yeah, that's it. Dan Croydon Diaz, Olsan. Okay, here we go. Let's do some Asian football talk. With some other small, more accessible leagues coming on board, Austrians and Swiss, would you still recommend the K-League to new so rare managers? And how many trophies will Big Dave be hugging before the end of 2021? <laughs> so this is, I don't, I don't even feel the Asian teams talk to me. Right, so when I first joined, obviously, I was looking for value, so I went straight into the K- K-League. Uh, watched a few games and then kind of developed some kind of weird fetish for Ulsan. I don't know how it ended up happening, <laughs> but I, I support Ulsan now. They're kind of they're kind of like the underdogs, but they're also good. So I'm following them at the minute. So I've been chatting to people like Dan and getting to know them. Um, coming into Sower now, would I recommend the K-League? Probably not because it's ending in November. So if you come in and buy cards now and you've got a small budget, you're either going to have to sell up and move into Europe or else or sit in your hands you, for a few months sit, yeah sit for a few months and then you know nobody wants that like you want to be engaged you want to play the game so I would recommend it for the value but not buying in right now definitely not mm. Um, how many trophies will Big Dave be hugging probably one I think they're going to win the K-League hope they do if they win the crossed. K-League I'll have to buy a Big Dave Old Sand shirt you can hold me to that guaranteed guaranteed Big Dave Boltus. Someone actually picked him. Was it Hoodwink? I can't remember. Someone picked him for like a, that the 137 game. 
at some stage in the series yeah. anyway. But, um, he does. He loves it. I'm thinking, like, my plan is, I had a few players. I had, like, a Kikuchi, Tani, Machida, a few players, um, and I sold them whenever the K-League was coming back and the J-League were coming back, sorry, um, because I kind of thought, like, their prices were sort of inflating as they were coming back. And then... I don't know when did I sell them maybe a few weeks into the season I can't remember yeah. bottom line is I sold them I think as European prices were dipping or something but my plan would very much be to be to build a pretty premium Asian team whenever Asian's done for like the winter yeah whenever that comes I could see myself coming in and splashing the cash a bit on a few like proper proper players the only risk is the Aotanica risk mm-hmm. the yeah do you know that that's Any, anyone, anyone who performs well, especially in Japan, and if they're quite young, the danger is they they move abroad. But hopefully, by the time next year rolls around, any of the clubs that'll be interested in those players will be on so rare. I think as time goes on, the risk decreases in that case. Yeah, and I mean, like the other side of it is, you could get a Furuyashi type scenario he was at Vissel Kobe seemed great you know he was a bit rotated and stuff but I mean he was scoring on fire and then yeah. got to move to Celtic and I mean like that is a great move but people might have thought he would have been rotated and whatever else and well he hasn't actually played 90 minutes yet mm-hmm. he scored what six goals in his first eight yeah. games or something like he's top less. scorer in the Japanese league and the SPL at the minute <laughs> like that says it all that's probably yeah. some sort of record yeah and like but, the, who was what do you call the guy that's rumoured to be joining Celtic now? They're interested in him. Top scorer in the Eredivisie last season. Who is it? Yeah, oh, I'm just going to get his name here. It was top scorer in the Eredivisie last season, I think. Oh, I should know that. I would have thought that would have been like Kuna, an Ajax player. Maybe it's a different Oh, league. yeah, the Greek guy. Yeah, Celtic are interested in him. So if you have the both of those in the team playing in the SPL. Did he sell words on Edward? Probably the... Yeah. A French team. Mm-hmm. One would well, imagine the two, of those, the two of those together in a challenger team would be mm. the rest. The rest of the SPL apart from Celtic and Rangers is just a woeful standard. So if you've got two top forwards in there, you're gonna be putting in yeah. serious SO5 performances every week. The Harry Hoodnap, aka Hoodwink, has said, "Are all San going to win the week league this year?" You've already answered that. Why do yeah. you support them instead of a class team like Daegu? And where the fuck is Yoon nowadays? Look at all this K League banter. Ah, uh, that's it. Yeah. Well, I started supporting them because I just ended up watching a game. One of my first card buys was this real Arsenal Kim Day One. <laughs> that's definitely if anyone if anyone is asking these questions, who my worst buy was is Kim Day One. Um, absolute troll of a player but I was watching the gang he plays for gang one I was watching the gang one also match and uh, Ulsan spanked him 5-1 and I just really enjoyed watching them they played nice football and from then on in I just kind of followed them Do you think if So Rare died tomorrow you would still watch Ulsan games? Don't know if I'd watch them I'd follow them Yeah Maybe watch the odd one but that's the, that's that's the beauty of So Rare I'd never watched the, the K-League or J-League match in my life until I've started playing so rare and now I'm following them both in depth and I'm in the J League, K League uh, chat rooms and the so rare discord giving people advice and things like that so I know quite a bit about them and never would have even went near them if it wasn't for so rare that's the beauty of it and I, I find that recently like I got two rewards and did a wee reward video there and I got um, 
I've had a brain fart, Buscagli and Gonzalo Ignacio from Sporting, and I completely underreacted. And the reason is that I don't really have any PSV players, and I have like one Sporting player. Yeah. The two of the kind of more dominant teams in Europe that I actually just don't have anyone from. So like I don't really follow them at all, and there's so mm. much football to be followed that I gen- tend to follow the teams and players that I have on so rare. So like. Yeah. Now I'm going to be tuning in and PSV games will be right on the radar uh, to see Boscagli and I'll be watching a bit more sporting with Nuno Mendes and your man Ignacio. So like, that's the beauty of So Rare. Like it's, it really does open up the amount of games that you can watch in any given day and any given week and it, it's great entertainment value, I find. Yeah, it'll keep um, you occupied. I've never, my screen time on my phone has went through the roof since I started playing So Rare. You don't yeah. get, because all the games are in different continents, if you've got sofa score or something, your phone's literally yeah. going all day. The weekend's brilliant. Like, you know, you've just entertainment all day long, which yeah. I love. Um, KS Cards George, who is actually, um, well, it's actually KSC Ards George. Oh, God. KSC Ards George. Or is it KS Cards? Definitely KS, KS Cards. Cards. Yeah. I'm thinking this. George, he's the guy who won my uh, Ashish in the, the giveaway I did in like March. Should mm-hmm. you be blocked from D5 if you're completing in D3 or higher? We talked about this, but just to give yeah. him the shout out, um, neither of us think you should. No, definitely not. Even if you should, I don't think they will. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we're down to, has anyone got four likes? Is the other question? KS when, Cards George again. Yeah, here we go. Um, when will SoRare introduce a talking feature to discuss with managers? It's so hard to find managers in Discord or Twitter and uh, then send an offer and come across like a cock. So basically on this, they have said counter offers are coming and I think the whole my SoRare is the first step of that. So mm. I don't know, yeah. but it is coming and it won't necessarily be dialogue. I think it'll be more just you can counter offer and there might be some set phrases or something. Yeah, it'll be a drop down list of options probably. Something yeah. that they can moderate really. And they kind of probably need to do that for a couple of reasons. Languages, if they have five set phrases that can be translated between your selected language, that would be handy, as opposed to getting a bunch of random German messages and stuff. Like, yeah. do you know? So yeah. for that reason, having, say, abuse. sick abuse is the big one. Like, yeah. But if they have eight set phrases that they have in every language, and depending on what language you've selected and so rare, that's what language you see that in. Like, I mean, that's brilliant for yeah. negotiating. And that will help liquidity, having the counter-offer feature look helps 100%. so much. 100%. Um, okay, next one. We're down, to, we're down to the threes. Marco Sullivan, uh, what does SoRare need to change, if anything, to go from 25,000 users to 250,000 users? Well, the big one was bringing in a new scarcity to lower the barrier entry. Now that's done, it looks like they're targeting FPL users, which is a big step. I think they need to keep going in the same direction they're going and they're always adding you know small progressive improvements every week every couple of weeks so i think they just need to keep doing what they're doing releasing new clubs doing all those things that i've mentioned so yeah mm. don't know what you think yeah. of that. they've got the new scars i think they just need time and they need marketing mm-hmm. the interesting marketing thing push, is yeah. who do you market to do you market to fantasy players do you market to soccer card collectors or do you market to soccer fans as a whole and mm. and hope that they'll convert to so rare lovers not trying to poach fpl users not trying to poach soccer card collectors trying to get soccer lovers to want to play so rare because of the real life utility discount on pints at clubs meet and greets mm. with players the real life utility and prizes which i think so rare want to really double down on down the line yeah whenever those are a bigger deal 
maybe you get more just wider the wider football fan given so rare ago as a completely new experience there's a lot of people who love football who can't be arsed with fpl a lot of people who love football who just don't get pieces of cardboard been worth money never mind pieces of digital jpegs been worth money <laughs> yeah. do you know what i mean so like maybe there needs to be a different strategy there um i think they have that, been testing the market and i think a couple of people seen ads coming up on their snapchat and uh ads coming up on facebook and they were saying they wrote in saying that the ads weren't great but I think Dan replied to them saying that they're just testing out different strategies, yeah. different copy on their ads. So it looks like they're just like what you said, or they're trying to figure out what the best route is before they're supposed to make a push. Well, how like all YouTube, Twitter, Facebook ads work is for big companies, they might have 15, 20 different ads and pieces of text with image. And what will happen is, and I'm just, you might well know this, Phil, I'm just saying this for the, the audience in case anyone isn't really familiar with sort of digital marketing. Like what'll happen is they'll stick out these 15, 20 different ads and half of them will be shit. But what they'll do is Twitter will basically promote, like I'm using Twitter as an example because it's one I've used in the past. Twitter will promote all of these things. They will see the engagement levels, the retention levels, the clicks, the f- whatever you're looking for, how many followers each post gives you, how many mm-hmm. different likes you're getting and retweets. And it'll basically, it's big algorithm and computer will work out which ones the best ones are. And then it will target the ad spend that you've selected into the most successful um, campaigns that you've you've made. So yeah. what SoRare will be doing here is they'll have however many different ads, campaigns, clickbaity things, and they'll be promoting them on Facebook, on Snapchat, and people will see different ones. You'll see the shit ones at the start, but over time, the shit ones will disappear because they're not getting clicked on. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's how it works. There will be shit ones, so it's good that they're testing it. At least I hope that's what they're doing and they don't just have a shit ad. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully then um, once they push that big marketing button, that's when we exactly. really see the, the progression of the game. Exactly. And you'd like to think that'll be substantial with the amount of money they're creaming at the minute. Yeah, I think um, it's going to come in line with the, the start of the Premier League season a couple of weeks after mm-hmm. that. So I think in the next couple of months, I think we'll we'll see the market. Hopefully. If you could pick one licensed club um, outside of the Champion Europe Leagues to have the So Rare logo on their club's kit, who would it be and why? Ooh. I'm going to pick one. Left field. I'm going to pick... Now, you could go, okay, it's outside Europe champion you could pick probably someone like who is a big club that's outside you could go for someone like celtic or someone you know with a huge stadium and lots of fans you could pick someone like that i'm gonna pick like um st Pauli. do you know they're a real cult following in germany i don't know i just think they stand for a lot of good things and having so rare would be great but they probably wouldn't have that um i know quinny loves some Pauli. who st. is Pauli. there anyone jumps out for you i'm gonna have to say old san hyundai that's the one yeah, that is the easy one. answer. Cork City Football Club boy, that's where <laughs> yeah. we're going. Um, and worst signing both of us have made based on I've I've already sort of shared mine in the past. Sangari is definitely the worst I've made. I'll have a look here. Is there anyone that jumps out at you? You've already mentioned them. Kim Day One. Um, when Kim I first Day joined one. the platform, I just do anything to get five starters. Um, mm-hmm. picked up this guy Kim Day One, twenty-four year old striker, seemed to be playing every game so far. He after I bought him, I think it cost like 100 quid or something, put in a few good performances, value shot up to like 300 quid, 350 quid. But Hoodwink had him too, mm. your friend Hoodwink. And I was chatting to him and I said, like, this guy's rising in value, but I've watched a few games and he's actually shit. But yeah. I just always had the thing, but what if he keeps what if he keeps scoring highly? I should have 
just cut him off and sold him because they thought he was shit, but I didn't. And then he just plummeted the way down and started DNP. So that guy was a being in my life. <laughs> I'm going to just throw it there. I probably already mentioned them. Crep and Diada. I bought him when he was properly elite and I bought Stangs um, for like 0.7, which was, when you look at the ETH price now, it's a lot. But that's the last question we're going to go at. Um, Phil, I'm going to give you a quick go at the 137 game. So last week, Mortz actually smashed it out of the park. He had Foman and he had Simansky, who scored a combined 132, which matches JW, aka Fantasy Gaffer. Now, I don't know what happens in the event of a draw. I didn't really work that out. So maybe I'll have to look at the decimal points um, if you can't beat it or if our next week's guest can't beat it either. So who do you think will combine for a total of 137 points? You have to get pretty close. Yeah, I'm going to go with Takashi Usami of Gamba Osaka. He's going to go with my own players. Yeah. And I'm going to go with Dave Bulldoze. Bulldoze, there he is. All right, well, good luck with that for game week 194. It's set to be another big week after 192 was huge in terms of prizes. Yeah. Um, Phil, do you want to be found anywhere or plug anything? You just find me at So Rare Memes. Yeah. So rare memes on Twitter. Honestly, go and give them a follow. Properly hilarious. If you're into so rare, you'll definitely laugh. Um and yeah, look, Phil, thanks so much for your time. No I'm problem, sure we'll chat again. Been highly enjoyable. See you later. All right, cheers. All right, so that's it for this week's episode. Uh, I hope you enjoyed listening to me talking to myself and uh, make sure you leave a review if you enjoyed the episode and also go and follow us on social media and make sure you follow 1.37pm as well. We'll chat to you next week.